Welcome along to our first session here on Full Time on the Singer Shoutout. Of course, going out to our sponsors, Break Street Motors Beat down there on Grey Street Festival. We welcome, as usual, our man Ra Walker. Morning, yeah, good, good morning, Keithy. Good morning, boys. Uh, another fantastic uh, day here. And uh, look, uh, summer's not far away. And of course, uh, we're only a few days away from the start of uh, what could be uh, our third World Rugby World Cup victory. Indeed. Well, maybe. Maybe. Well, we've we'll already got three, though. Yeah. Team, three, you're talking about three in a row, though, eh? Three in yeah, a row. Yeah, three people. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Because we've already got three. Um, also. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And joining us also, uh, we have our man, Reno Wilkinson, up there in Pytel. Morena, bro. Yeah, morena, morena, bro. It's always good to catch up uh, back on full-time Saturday. And everyone get out there and enjoy the weekend, because spring is just about here and summer's around the corner. Indeed. And also joining us from somewhere over there in Aussie, even though he's just gotten back um, from there, from New Zealand, we have with us our man, JT, Jason Tafifirangi. Morena, bro. Yeah, more than a key thing, more than a voice. Uh, lovely, lovely to be back on the show again and uh, see me for a long time in the uh, NRL. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and I tell you what, well, let's start off with it, eh? Because, boy, there was one heck of a game yesterday. The Roosters just ran right over the uh, Rabbitohs um, last night, eh, uh, JT? Yes, well, it's, it's, they've fired a shot across the bow for the other remaining teams. Yes. And, uh, Poor old South Sydney had no answer right from the kickoff, and uh, yeah, mate, oh geez, it was a shellacking and a half, but uh, yet the Mighty Roosters, they get the week off and go straight to another preliminary final. Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, you would have watched that game yourself, eh, uh, Reno? What did you reckon, bro? Mate, Roosters, haven't they really shot a fire out there and say, look, we're in the finals, and uh, mate, they really showed up last night, they've come to play. Yeah, boy, did they what? Boy, did they what. What a, what a great game. How, how did you see the game there, Reno? Yeah, yeah, pretty good one-sided there. Once they got the roll on, uh, Rabbits tried, tried, but, yeah, I suppose the Rabbits and Wayne Bennett will be asking what the hell hit them. Yeah. Um, what happened there last night, you know, and, yeah, they had no answer to it. The Roosters, mate, they've turned it on, so um, nothing the Rabbits could do. I don't think any team would have done, so... Mate, I'm excited, eh? I love this uh, business yeah. side of things in the NRL. This is it. You're in there, do or die, and carry on through. JT, now, obviously, you know, and you've been saying that the Roosters, you know, are probably one of the forerunners, if not, you know, they certainly are the team to look out for, and, and they've um, pretty much sounded that off uh, with uh, that game last night, eh? Yeah, they've had some injury problems throughout the year, Keith, and they've lost some key players, you know, leading into the finals. But they're slowly starting to get their troops back on deck, you know, and Luke Keary, he didn't play last week. CSI, Tukiaho mm. didn't play last week, and they made a bit of a difference last night, especially Luke Keary. He is the perfect fall for Cooper Cronk. Cooper Cronk is the ultimate organiser. He'll steady yeah. the ship, whereas Luke Keary can put those plays on. I mean, there's a couple of plays that went their short side last night on the final play, and South Sydney will get their bamboozled. That reminded me last, last year's grand final as a storm supporter. The Roosters came out and blew us away early on and it was all over by, you know, by half an hour, certainly yeah. by half time. Yeah. The Rappos, after, you know, after a good win against the Roosters last week, they just had no, had no more petrol on the tank. They were just the, uh, I don't like losing, using cliches, that's Ray Walker's specialty, but they were the possum in the headlights last night, the Royal Rappos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, um, you know, <clears throat> one of the things... To, to look out for for all of the teams that are going to uh, be participating um, in the remainder of the uh, games there, Reno. 
Yeah, it is. It is. Look, that fire, the uh, early warning shot in the uh, early round of the uh, finals, and yeah, they've turned out to play. So um, they've been there before. We know the uh, background behind the roosters, and man, I don't know. They were just <laughs> they were just too good last yeah. night. Yeah, obviously, eh? Well, today your your team, uh, the JT, the Storm, they take on the Raiders. Um, how th- how do you reckon things are going to go in that game, bro? Yeah, look, I think we'll win, but I don't think it will happen to be one-way traffic like last night. Uh, obviously, we, we uh, played them fairly recently, like a month ago, and jumped out to an early 18-0 lead, and then went to sleep and turned the ball over and gave away silly penalties and allowed the Raiders to come back and snatch it you know, right, at the, right at the death. But uh, they would have learned from that. It's uh, it's final football. It's a different sort of intensity. And the one thing that Melbourne does, you know, does have is, is a lot of final experience. So I think Cameron Smith and... Cameron Munster and, you know, Jesse Bromwich up front and, you know, hopefully Jerome Hughes at halfback can call them around the field. And, look, I think we'll be looking to fire a few shots of our own tonight in, in response to what the Raiders did last night, but I don't think it'll be as, one, uh, as one-sided as last night's match. Yeah, the Raiders still got a, a really good team, so uh, they, they could, well, you you got to say, they could also be dangerous themselves, eh? Oh, 100%. They've got a great back row with the field measurement and, and Joseph Tarpany as well. Uh, Joey Leilua and Jordan Rafford on that edge, they're very, very dangerous. Uh, obviously, and probably the most dangerous player out of the lot is Englishman number nine, Josh Hodgson. Uh, just a little general around the field. He's mastered the out of the one-on-one script, which I absolutely hate. It's that <laughs> lord, but uh, yeah, can't write them off. Uh, you know, Jared Croker, their skipper in the centres, is a you know a seasoned campaigner now, and young Charles Nicol Klopstad, who's had his chance. Uh, at the Raiders after being uh, after leaving the Warriors, mate, there's, there's good players right across the field, so it should be a cracker game. But I just think the home ground advantage and the right. Storm's experience in, in big games will get them home. Reno, what do you reckon? Yeah, totally agree with you. every single thing JTS said. I think he wrapped it up at the end there. They've been there before many a time, experience right across the paddock. Uh, they're not, you know, nothing unusual when it comes to finals with the Storm. They can uh, bring it when they want to bring it. Raiders, I'm just so happy to see the Raiders here. And Ricky Stewart has given so much as a player and a lot to this club. And to see them in the finals up against a team, he knows that's going to be extremely tough tonight. So, yeah, good to see the Raiders there. Um, be interesting to see their crowd turn up and do their thing. But the Storm, mate, will be, I think, will be just, just have the better over them. Yeah. 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 Well, we will certainly find out tonight. That's a game you're definitely going to be looking forward to watching, eh, um, JT? Yeah, hundred percent. I can't wait to bring it on. It's uh, you know, for, for, for me, it's it's it's, it's the point end of the season. It's where you want to be playing. You, you want your team to be playing up there and firing. And uh, I think the Storm, they have the ability if, they, if it goes to the a rematch of last year's grand final to upset the rest on the day. But you've got to get them early and unsettle them. They they showed again last night just how good they are and how classy they can be. So hopefully, uh, you know, we can get that far and we've just that far because I don't really want the Roosters to go back to back. Yeah, true that. True that. Now, um, one of the things, now, I guess, you know, especially when you're talking about NRL, when, when the season starts to get excited and and, 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 and and when it gets closer to the playoff, to playoff time, you get even more excited. But we're finally there at the playoffs, and, and this is where it really gets, uh, you know, into the nitty-gritty part of the, the, the season. And this is probably one of the more exciting times of the year, especially if you're an NRL fan, eh? Oh yeah, yeah, Keithy. I mean, you know, you're not wrong. The all the 
all the fans in particular of, of those teams that uh, you know are vying for those spots will be rather excited. Um, as for us, we know our team's not uh, nowhere near that uh, you know that that uh, that stage, and uh, we all look forward to next season. But uh, you know, it's a bit uh, bizarre when the only Kiwi team in the competition bows out, um, as they do just about every year, really. To be honest, so it's sort of not unfamiliar territory to our so-called fans. But uh, you know, me personally, I just sort of tend to to, to go to sleep because it, it is the Aussie club now, and uh, you know, all power to them because they are great footy players and, and some really well-established teams. And you know, as much as I say our team, the Warriors, are no longer involved, um, it's always entertaining and exciting to watch that high-quality footy being played. And uh, you know, a lot of Kiwi League fans and league players could could definitely learn, and hopefully that they will for, for for the next future generations. Spoken like a true rugby man, Reno. Um... <laughs> Like, like like a true warrior fan, going nowhere. <laughs> um, it, it, it is exciting though, isn't it? Whether you're a Warriors fan or even just a, a sports fan in general, you know, this is one of the most exciting times is watching a great rugby league um, week after week. And, and you do that usually during the regular season, but it, it, it has a bit more meaning to it um, come postseason, isn't it? Oh, definitely, Keithy. Uh, you know, everyone has their own team. Maybe one or two teams they support throughout the uh, weeks of the competition. It's exciting from the first round because there's a big break over the summer period, which the Ligi fans kind of drop into a bit of a lull, and they can't wait until it comes up February, March, and everything like that. And man, it gets underway with the explosive. I remember when JT uh, spoke to us at the early years of the season. He was amped. He was hanging out, and uh, it's down to the business. And his team's playing tonight. But yep. there are Kiwis playing right across the platform yes. over the finals. They all represent mm. other clubs. Mm. You've got to wish them all the best. Sean Johnson, forget about the Warriors. He's left that. He's playing in the Sharks yep. later on today up yep. against the Sea Eagles. Oh. Uh, there'll be Kiwi fans out there supporting the Kiwis and the teams. The Storm, they all have them. They all have Kiwis. So. Um, mate, I'm excited. I love the finals footy. Yep. I'm even excited too because that means the girls' comp gets underway real soon. Yes. But you've got to love the finals footy and... Um, Everyone that gets out and watches all the grades when it comes to grand final day, early yeah. October. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on the same walker as JT. I'm I love finals footy and Me this too. is where it brings the uh, best of the players and mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah. And uh, what the what the clubs spend a lot of money on purchasing the players, what they structure around them over the uh, twenty plus weeks throughout the comp. This is it. This is the finals end. It's no different if you love super rugby, get to the finals. True. It's True. gonna be no different when it comes to the rugby world cup. Yep. Get to the finals. You're going to love it. Yep. You've Absolutely. Enjoy it. Absolutely. Now, JT, um, Reno brings up a good point. There are um, team, almost every single team in the NRL competition now have got players, you know, Kiwi uh, players in their teams. Do you remember? I remember back, and it wasn't, well, maybe a couple of decades ago when there weren't so, so many Kiwis in, in, in each team. Do you remember back in those days there, bro? Yeah, I think. Uh, if you, the, the television coverage, the exposure from some television certainly has lots to play with. You know, Kiwis getting more involved in the NRL, and you know it's another pathway. They not everyone uh, can crack it in rugby or whatever, and it's yes. another option for them to make some make some dollars and uh, you know participate in a professional sports team. And absolutely, I can remember those days. You know, back when back when it was only the likes of oh, geez, Gary Freeman, Brent Todd. That's yeah. that's too- and the 89 grand final, those are the two Kiwis that played that year. Yeah. Um, you know, fast forward another few years, and then you've got the likes of uh, Steve Kearney and Tawhiti Niko. 
uh, you know, play for the Storm yeah. and just a spattering right throughout the competition. And it's, it's really good to see, like I say, it's another option for for, for kids that, you know, might not uh, be academically gifted or whatever, at all, you know, to, to, to um, earn a living and a decent living playing rugby league. So, you know, why not? And it's good to see, absolutely good to see. There's, there's a few on, on today's night in the Storm team. Yeah. And there's a couple on, on uh, with the Sharks as well. So. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, Sharks, uh, Sea Eagles, of course, uh, later on tonight as well. Uh, how do you reckon that game's going to go there, JT? Oh, I think the Sharks, mate, the poor old man, they've lost some key players, big money, Al, Curtis Serenin, and Tom Trevoy, which is the inspirational fullback of all out. But, uh, yeah, I think the Sharks, mate, they're, they're pretty settled and they're just simmering nicely under the under the radar there and just getting ready to, to uh, burst out into the, into the finals footy, I think. Uh, yeah, Sharks, mate, and they'll do quite easily, unfortunately, for Manly. Yeah. Now, tomorrow round, I'm not sure if your other team, the Broncos, I'm not sure, even sure if they, they still are your other team, the Broncos, <laughs> they take on the Eels. What do you reckon, bro? Yeah, well, uh, no, I've, I've always loved the Broncos, and I, and I probably always will, as much as I'm trying to get my uh, head and, and support base around our Warriors side. But, I mean, you know, you, you can't go far from watching the, the fantastic, you know, sort of full-on um, entertaining 40 side in the Broncos, regardless of, of the seasons that come and go. Um, I don't know, it's, it's water in Queensland, but they always produce that calibre of player, and, uh, you know, you see them when they when they hit their representative straps. Um, I, I, I hope the Broncos... Uh, uh, do sort of go the go the distance and and uh, finish you know in, in a good position this season because yeah no, I'll, I'll always support them I just um yeah I, I just love their, their brand of footy it's it's really uh, it's, it's entertaining JT Eels Broncos what do you reckon bro oh, look my heart says Broncos got to climb back a Queensland team but my head says the Eels I just think they're using class right across their back line they've got a pretty solid forward pack and I just think that they're uh, just sitting nicely as well like Block Cronulla. They're getting ready to, to, to um, go up again in this final series. The lots of Clint Gutherson, the Fijian boy, Mike Casiva on the wing. You know, one up late. They've got Blake Ferguson as well. Young Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses is sort of showing up in a form as we get into this final series. I just think uh, the, the Broncos are a young side. They're, they're a great side, but I think just a couple of years off showing, right. you know, realizing their full potential. So I think the Eels, and I think they'll do it, you know, by 10 points. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon, uh, Reno, about both both games, the Seagulls, Sharks, and also the Eels, um, Broncos, bro? Yeah, I think the Sharks. I think they're extra dry for uh, the retirement of Paul Gallen. Might just sneak them home over the uh, Eagles. It's uh, pretty Tommy Turbo's not there and a couple of other players, but mm. the Sharks might just sneak that one. Yeah, I tend to favour the Eels as well uh, by just 10 points. Yeah. Um, yeah, good old club going against uh, a very uh, flamboyant Broncos team, but very young and... Don't know if they've got the experience of pulling through in the t- at this type of level of uh, finals, but the Eels for me, make Sharks and Eels. Did Cody Nicodema make a bad move into the Warriors, bro? <laughs> no, not really. No, no, it's just one of those things. Um, you could have said that about Sean Johnson, you know, leaving the Warriors True. trying to play for the True. Sharks. He's in the finals. They were there last year. They made it. So, no, not really. He just made that choice, and just one of those things. You live with what you do, and you just carry on and play footy. Fair enough. Fair enough. Talking about footy, yeah, I'm quite excited about the, uh, you know, and I know a lot of the ladies would be quite excited uh, about um, the uh, their games which kick off um, today, eh? Hey, Reno. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, that's right. So um, excited. Look, last year, if anything to go by what last year brought uh, with the 14 competition, uh, we love that kind of state of origin uh, girls game that took place uh, early in the year, and mm. 
Yeah, I'm excited for the uh, four teams. They're uh, showing some of the young talent, and that's what their game's about, is uh, bringing this youngster into the game and having to go at the 13 uh, man or lady game and maybe a career for some of these ladies. Um, some, most of the ladies obviously work, but you've got yeah. the odd ones who um, do it as a professional career. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see Honey Hedemi get out there for the Warriors. Yes. He's going through a few things personal with the whanau, but, mate, I'm excited. Um, huge fan of the uh, ladies' game and just seeing the ladies going out there, bringing on some of the big hits, maybe bigger than the party game, bro. The Dragons, I think, are probably, well, going in to the season is, is maybe the favourites um, from, from what I heard. Uh, they've got some, you know, some big hitters such as... Uh, What's that girl? Moala and yeah. also uh, Fetarika. Um, you know, two of the biggest hitters in, in the Kiwi team. So, uh, you know, they're obviously two girls to watch out for the playing for the Dragons. Um, what do you reckon there, Reno? Yeah, Dragons, Broncos. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Kizzy Epps. Uh, love watching her play and everything like that. And you're right, they've got some big hitters in the game. Um, then you've got the Roosters, Warriors one as well. Big hitters right across the paddock and yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to uh, watch some of this. Broncos obviously uh, winning the inaugural year last year, yeah. and mate, they've had some good stars. You know, the little Kiwi half as well. So it's unearthed some uh, big names that'll be around for a little while. And yeah, I'm all over the uh, girls' comp. Good to see. Roosters played the Warriors um, later on today. Their uh, AJT, which uh, should, well, that kicks off uh, at least um, um, this season. Uh, should be a good game. What do you reckon, uh, JT? Uh, mate, can you stop recording because I'm going to say something which I'll never ever say. Go the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, both sides are using with class. But I just think uh, hopefully the Warriors, uh, the Roosters, a little bit unsettled after last year. They've got some new players in the Roosters. One of my favourite players, Uppy Nichols, is at fullback, so hopefully they can get across the line. And tomorrow, I think the Broncos. Uh, yeah. Up against the Dragons. Warriors 2019. Didn't I say that two years ago? <laughs> you said five years ago, Keith. Oh, I don't think it was five. I, don't I wasn't saying that five years We're ago. We're still waiting. <laughs> hey, we might get it this year with our Warriors women. 2019. Warriors. Let's go. Let's go. Isn't that what they say? Let's it's go. It's gone, Warriors. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll talk a little bit about um, the rugby also because I tell you what, there were there were some um, great. Well, I watched the Hawks Bay game, um, Hawks Bay Waikato, uh, Waikato. I mean, <laughs> Hawks Bay Waikato. Sorry, sorry, people, Hawks okay. Bay Waikato, um, which happened up there actually. Uh, at uh, in Hamilton, that game was what a great game. Hawks Bay were able, boy, it was so close throughout the whole whole um, whole game. Uh, Hawks Bay ha- have yet to have beaten one of the bigger teams, and uh, boy, they're leading the competition in a big way. And that uh, I, I guess you could call it an upset from um, Hawks Bay in that particular game. Uh, 
just goes to show that they're they could be on a bit of a roll. What do you reckon, Nera? Well, yeah, and, and we always support our neighbours, you know, but uh, it's a bit of a tussle for me because I, I am a staunch Waikato man as well, and, uh, you know, but, but I'll always back our neighbours, and, you know, hopefully the, the black and white hoops, they, they, they can, you know, sort of end the year off in, in a good position. Um, it's always tough for, for the unions that aren't as big as the Waikato's or, or the Otago's or the, the Canterbury's and Auckland's, but, you know, they, they manage to sort of put up the good fight, and um, they're always, they're, they always have that underdog tag which, which a lot of fans uh, love. Uh, it's probably the Kiwi way. But, uh, no, I, I hope our neighbours sort of, uh, you know, sort of take a few more games, and uh, especially in this Rugby World Cup year. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what do you reckon there, um, Reno? Uh, great, great win by Hawks Bay, eh? Yeah, it was, mate. Look, I caught up with the boys from the Magpies on um, Thursday before the game. I was over in Hamilton at the Novotel, and I bumped in a few of the players. Jason Long, or Longy, I've known for a while, and... Um, Ash and the boys, and they had a good little quarter. We had breakfast together that morning. Uh, they were pretty focused. They knew the uh, previous week uh, Waikato lost to North Harbour with the uh, goal at the end there to the guy who kicked it, and uh, Harbour got over them. And, you know, that's two weeks in a row they've let it slip. Right. And uh, they came pretty focused, actually, uh, Hawks Bay, uh, talking to the boys. And you've got to be these days, especially yeah. when you like Ron Each and uh, taking on these slightly bigger unions who have a bit more pull in there. But Hey, you know, when you think some of the Hawks Bay boys uh, play for the Hurricanes, your team, yep. Keithy, yep. Yeah, they really came to play and they turned it on. And history was shown when I was talking to Ash, um, yep. they've never really won that much yes. up here in Hamilton. Yes, never. So I don't think they ever have. Yeah, I don't think they've ever, ever have won in Hamilton. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, great, great, um, great stuff. And, and it was interesting because Ash Dixon, when he was... Um, uh, being interviewed at the end of the game, boy, he was huffing and puffing like yeah. anything, bro, because he was just, you know, he had given almost everything. There was hardly energy, any energy left for him to, to, to talk in, in, in that particular interview, eh, bro? Oh, totally, totally. You can see how much he gave. He always yep. gives every time. It doesn't mm. matter who he's playing for. Uh, he just goes and gives 100%. And uh, we saw that, as you said in the interview, he was bugging, mate. Oh. He was stuck. You know, it, it was quite hard, too, because I was sitting there having a good catch-up with some of those boys, and yep. here I am eating uh, bacon, eggs, baked beans, and everything, <laughs> sausages, and they stuck to their yoghurt and their fruit. Right. I'm thinking, what a stink breakfast you fellas had. <laughs> but hey, it paid off at the end. It did, it did. Hawks Bay, of course, they're, they're leading in the championship, and what a great win against them. Tasman, though, they've been they've been uh, 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 going pretty well, but I don't know if this is correct, because I know I didn't watch the game last night, but I don't know if this is correct. Northland, 42, Canterbury, nil. Is, is that what you're reading there, too? Because um, I'm not even sure. That, that doesn't seem right, does it? Uh, 42, nil, Northland versus Canterbury. I think it's the other way around, Keithy. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That, I'm going to go check somewhere else. In particular, it's been up against Canterbury and out for like Canterbury exactly. minus the All Blacks. Exactly, I mean, you know, that's what I'm thinking. still quite a competitive side. Hey, can I just go back to that, that, that Hawks that, that Hawks match? Um, I didn't realise that as uh, a footnote in schoolboy rugby. Is it Hastings Boys High? I think they're one of the um, the, the, the top first teams. We always talk about Gisborne Boys High. You know, the neighbours being to the yes. Yes, uh, Hawks Bay, yes. I didn't realise that, uh, you know, that's a hotbed of uh, rugby talent as well down there in the Hawks Bay. So no surprise that a lot of those players you know, do get picked up for the uh, the the Magpie team? Uh, well, not just the Magpie team, but they also get picked up uh, mm. uh, th- historically from a lot of other um, teams around the country as well. Hey, we're going to go to a break. We'll be back with more full time right after this. Two 
On behalf of the full-timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM, number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on full-time. bring you our second session here on full time. Want to send another shout out of course going out to our sponsors Racecrack Motors they down there on Grey Street. Want to also um, send a big kia a big mihi going out to all of the winners. In fact all of those participants that um, uh, were part of the uh, Waiata Awards down there in Hawke's Bay last night. Of course um, we, uh, we aired it on um, Turangi FM last night and a big congratulations has got to go out to, in particular to the winners but to all of those that um, took part uh, uh, took part of the event which is um, you know something awesome to I suppose kind of end off to Wiki Oteriu Māori Aira. Oh indeed Kizzy and as we know there's a lot of talented uh, Māori musicians around always will be always has been and yep. uh, you know it's good that they are getting recognised and e- even more so with some um, spread of, of, of our Māori way to, to, to mainstream media I mean uh, you know just like our New Zealand history has been sort of uh, made compulsory I think um, that slow transition um, to hear a lot more of it is, is, is slowly coming again so uh, good to see. One of the things that I've noticed watching TV and uh, I guess, well, yeah, and listening to mainstream radio, which I do um, from time to time, and I guess you'll you'll probably find this too, eh, Reno, is that <laughs> a lot of the radio announcers tend to try a lot harder in pronouncing the place names um, correctly, or or just like to put a bit of um, 
to deal on on the airwaves for them or on TV. They've also got um, the uh, what is it? Um, some of the translations of the uh, Pakia language into Te Reo f- with some of their ads and stuff like that. Thing is, it only happens for a week, eh, Reno? Yeah, totally. Totally right, mate. Um, I've always put out the wheel and the challenge. Uh, it's good to hear people having a go and giving it a go and trying to pronounce it. Even if they say Waikato, they still say Waikato. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's all about having a go. Kia reo Māori, it's uh, keeping it strong. I want them to do uh, more than just one week. Yes. We've got 51 other weeks of the year. Have a go pronouncing those name places in your area, around any area. Just keep it going. Mm. Mm. You know, not just one week. And I see it on the TV, like you say, one week, and they hammer it hard out. Yes. Uh, the release of the Wyatt uh, Māori Anthem album. Yes. You know, mainstream radio, we know for a fact they ain't going to touch it. Even yep. radio will. Yeah. If not play the whole album every single day, if they yes. could. Yes. I would play forever and ever and ever. So, yep. um yeah, get out there and support it. Te wiki o te reo Māori. Um, but my word to you, my challenge is keep it going every week. Absolutely. We've been thrashing that um, Waiata Anthem since it's been released there, um, Reno. And uh, tell you what, I, I, I very much doubt um, that's been happening on mainstream, eh, bro? No, totally. Look, I came back from Auckland and I heard the announcer on the mainstream radio talking about the brand new 660 song, which was definitely yep. not the uh, te reo version of... Uh, I don't forget my roots and such. Yeah. So, yeah, they're not going to touch it, mate. Um, that's just the way it is. And they'll get the credit for it. But surely they start talking about it on the radio and having the promos and giving it all away. Yeah. Every radio won't get the credit or the recognition. <laughs> Look, Keithy, don't you blimmin' uh, throw out that fishing rod and start me off. <laughs> we love our Te Reo Māori. Uh, we love our Waiata. We love speaking on the radio. And uh, to the 21 Iwi stations throughout the Motu, they give so much uh, 24-7 in regards to the uh, revitalisation of the language, whether it's been spoken, interviews, everything like that, through the new sport and through the Waiata. Mate, we're here, and acknowledgement to all of those finalists last night at the Waiata Mighty Music Awards. Absolutely. I'll leave it at that note. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm going to to be the devil's advocate. What's the level of fluency like? Like, I imagine a lot of you guys, the three of you, are more than 10-year veterans on TV radio. Yeah? Yes, yep. What's the fluency like? Yeah, not great. What's the fluency like amongst you guys? I mean, you've got the perfect tool there to, you know, to, to like, you know, like we know, to, to come make people talk to real. Just what, what's the level of fluency like amongst you three? That, that's a very good question, and I cannot answer. <laughs> Does that answer the, it for you there, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. JT? Yeah, yeah. Kia ora, Thanks for that. Yeah, look, I, I, I've been doing this stuff for years. I'm not a fluent speaker. I was mm. brought up when I was a youngster, but um, I, my mum introduced me to rugby ball. My grandmother grabbed one of my own whanau and taught her the history around the Hodaki area, and he's carried it on. He does it all today. That's something I've missed, um, and I'll let go by in my younger years. Uh, but I also go to uh, te reo classes because... I'm passionate about it, what I've done, and, mate, I've been doing the uh, radio industry for 30 years. To those that are listening, I'll just let you know I'm not a fluent speaker, but I can uh, get my way around things. Yeah, m- myself included there. Myself included. Now, JT... I, I think we were just... We're all around the same, mate. I think we were just a bit unlucky the time we were born. We were just a little bit... Yes. Kohanga. Kohanga, very, yep. Missed out on all that. So unless we were taught at home, 
uh, you know, by our nannies and whatnot, then I think we're just in that unfortunate generation. Like our parents probably too, they're the ones that were bashed at school for, you know, yeah. the parents that it would be up to their hill, but yeah, look, I, I just think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing, boys. I'm, I'm not having a dick, but I applaud you for the money you probably see. Um, one of the things, because cause I, 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 you know, because uh, I'm with you, JT. You know, we were we missed out on learning our language, um, you know, from you know, and we were all from that same sort of era, you know, from the seventies, um, etc. And I know some of them, uh, some people were, were, you know, depending on where you came from, you were able to to, to learn your language really, really well. Um, but then there was those that, like us, I suppose. That um, mm. weren't that lucky. It's, it's a strange one, Petey, because like having like me and you, we, we went to and probably Reen, we went to like mainstream high schools and schools. I think JT yep. went to TA to TAT, I think. Um, I don't know what it, you know. I assume that it was a lot more Māoriified than than our high school in education, but um, you know, at the Māori school, so yeah, well, it was a sort of a bit of a uh, what's the word, um, bit of a challenge, and um, you know, yes. hey, it, it still is for a lot of. Um, you know, a lot of people out there, but good to see that there is that resurgence and, you know, when yeah. we have these weeks, um, you know, and as I said before about New Zealand history being made compulsory, next yes. step is, is to make, make, make our language, uh, you know, the real yeah. out there now. So um, well, that's what I reckon, the only way that uh, the country is going to move forward in terms of uh, picking up the language. One thing I can say is, though, uh, all of my children have gone through kōhanga, kura kaupapa, um, real Māori, learning the language, which is something that I never got... Uh, the opportunity to do in my time, but uh, at least uh, my children and also my my mokopuna is also going through that particular system as well. And and you're right, Ra. Um, it, it's great, and and I'm glad that you brought up the fact that you know uh, it's now going to be made compulsory to have um, New Zealand history at schools, and and it's such an you know it's such an important thing to have, I think, um, and and also. Possibly having, well, probably the way things are going, probably having um, Te Reo Māori as part of the curriculum at schools as well, eh, um, eh, eh, eh Reno? Oh, I totally agree. Look, 2022 is going to be a massive year for our country. Uh, and earlier this week, uh, they released it and they will be releasing uh, and educating our kids in New Zealand history in all areas. Yes. So maybe a Māori war, uh, everything like that, but right through all the history. So, mate, that's a start to it. And yeah, it's interesting times, but uh, I was at a hui on uh, Wednesday and they asked me the Māori language is dying. I said, mate, it's not dying. You just take a look at some of these. Look, we just had the money quartered or the yeah. national go yeah. just recently, and I've got to say your region pretty well cleaned up over towards Dewey and Ngāti and all around there uh, dominated, which was good to see. Yeah. But, mate, there's so many young ones that are passionate about the language. Um, I've been to a radio training hui up there in Tāmaki, and Every single person is um, fluent. You know, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, the language is still alive for me, mate. Yeah. People talk about that mm-hmm. dynasty, dynasty. Well, where the hell are you bloody looking? Yeah. They're not looking where we're looking, bro. They're not looking no, no, where we're you know, looking. I'm in the same boat as you at school. Look, uh, we know the era of our grandparents and so forth getting whacked on the hand for teaching. I said at the start, my grandmother taught me until I was three. And then she kind of put in perspective, oh, you're not going to get a bloody job like that, boy. Yeah. So, um, and that's just some of the ways they were the old people back in the day. Not, not all, but that's just the way they were. Yeah, indeed. They, they still live in the mind of that getting slap on the hand. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. Uh, now, JT, I know, because I think we talked about this on um, Wednesday, um, just how difficult it is uh, to learn 
uh, te reo over in other parts, you know, in other countries and other parts of the world. But uh, it, what is interesting, and, and this is one of the things I didn't realise, is that there were there are other ways because um, uh, I've seen in that, and, and I guess um, I'm, just as an example, watching that um, that program uh, Haka Global, where um, Haka I guess gets all over the world, and which kind of definitely opened my eyes um, as to. To, to how our language can get out and about in, in, in the world. Uh, what do you reckon, JT? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if the trucker is, is, is a platform or, or a catalyst to get uh, more recognition of not only our culture, but certainly our language as well, out there on a global scale, then yes, so be it. In terms of, of where, where I am here in Australia, there's lots of, um, oh, I know, but at least three in, in, on the Gold Coast, Brisbane area, in the Gold Coast, Brisbane area, that uh, there are three different to all. Absolutely. Uh, you, you you would agree with that, eh, Ra? Oh, yeah, Keithy. Um, look, I was speaking to a Welsh rugby mate of mine, and, um, you know, when he, found, when he heard about, you know, the, the country accepting our New Zealand history as compulsory, he was going, he was going boy, oh, well, what have you guys been teaching over all these years? And, you know, and I was saying, well, maybe Martian, but he, he brought up a good point about uh, the last 50 years, um, Gaelic or Welsh has been in a bit of a rena- yes. renaissance over there, and actually they're not getting the results as, as they thought they were by, you know, introducing it to the young ones, because sadly, that English language is, is it's still dominant, and yeah. as much as the kids over in Wales, you know, like our kids here, they're, they're learning their native tongue. Um, it's the, the speaking of it, the using it that uh, that keeps it alive and keeps it thriving. And he reckons, you know, sadly, English, the dominant language, is sort of uh, is sort of uh, you know not a good thing because um, you know people have been using it for so long that that it is it's it's first nature, and no matter if you learn Martian, Venusian, Welsh, um, you know, you always sort of have that sort of you're, you're up against that challenge. I remember uh, meeting this guy um, at a pub, I believe. Yes, no, it was at, it was at Bricks. It was at Bricks, and you would have been a pub. Won't be a church, <laughs> No, I didn't meet him at church. No, but I, I met this guy at a pub, and you wouldn't believe what his name was. His name was Rod Stewart. That was his name, and. <laughs> Because I didn't believe him that that was his name, he actually, and he kind of must have seen that I didn't believe him, he showed me his license to tell me that his name actually was Rod Stewart. Now, he comes from a very, he originally came from a very small island in Scotland, um, and that they had their own particular language. And it was interesting that um, it wasn't until about 20 years because um, I'm not exactly sure of his story, how he came to New Zealand, but it was interesting to see that um, he, 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 you know, even though he, you know, he was brought up in that language, he still could remember it, you know, after not speaking it for like 20 years because his cousin, he had seen his cousin 
um, come over or something, and 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 it was just and he was telling me just how unreal it was to remember that he still, you know, could remember exactly what he was saying with his language and that, and that, that kind of gets sort of thing kind of gets ingrained into you, way, eh? and I suppose that ingrains you right from, um, you know, birth, I suppose, and and I I, I guess you know it was just really quite interesting how different languages over the world, or throughout the world, because Māori isn't the only um, language that um, needs uh, needs some um, love and attention, as some would say. There's plenty of other languages out there that, that do so, and, and Gaelic or, you know, people in Wales um, need to remember and, you know, get their language going again as well, eh, Ra? Oh, yeah, Keith, and it's funny because as you were talking about that guy, I was thinking less about him being able to speak Scottish. Can the guy <laughs> sing with a name like Rod Stewart? I he couldn't hold a note like Rod the the actual Rod Stewart no bro because I because I remember watching him um, sing karaoke so <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't too flash he wasn't too flash loving like Rod Stewart eh? <laughs> oh well there you go you didn't ask him about Rachel <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten all about so many wives to think about eh. So many wives he went through. I don't know how many times he got married. It was quite a few. How many kids has the guy got? Hey. See, that, that, look, that, that's a little show together, you know, people with uh, common uh, names. Man, it's, uh, that'll be shown itself. <laughs> but, 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 did you still ask him about Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't ask him about Rachel. Sorry, bro. Oh, Next time I see him, I'll ask him for you. You don't want to show your trumpet, eh? <laughs> I'll get him on the show one time if I ever see him again. Oh, Bricks has been knocked down, so I doubt I'll ever see him over there anymore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Well, let's get on with um, some more sport. Um, now, basketball there, um, what was interesting, I actually watched a little bit of the game when um, France and USA, where, where France were able to tip up USA. I, you probably didn't watch that, but have you heard about that there, Ralph? Oh, yeah, in fact, I've heard about the, the, the USA's not-so-great performances at, at, at the World Tournament, and, uh, you know, it's, it's like in, in surfing, um, the Aussies uh, in the junior titles are usually the favourites, and they came seventh. I think France took it mm. out, so you're, you're talking about France in, in the basketball. Gee, what's in the water in uh, Francois in, in Paris? Yeah, I know, eh? Some good stuff, no, though, well, there from those French guys. Don't emulate the other sports teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, who was it? So Argentina beat France. The was it yesterday? Oh, I can't remember. But um, they go on to beat to play Australia um, for third and fourth, I think it is. Mm. And um, Argentina Spain go into the to the big final. Um, I think USA finished seventh. The USA finished uh, yeah. seventh, and, and I'm sure a lot of those, uh, those those American players will be pretty saddened by that as they head back to their uh, you know their, their their places where they probably have millions of dollars on offer for their for their basketball NBA contracts. Well, it wasn't the top team though, eh? It wasn't yeah, the no, you know you know it wasn't any of their. I don't think eh? they just seen a lot of. Well, it's their, been a while since they've had a dream team come together. I think maybe mm. I don't know two thousand and something. I don't know. I can't remember. It's a while back. It's been a while. The money talks before the old patriotism. Doesn't there, it do? Uh, Doesn't it just? Keith, so, yeah. 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 It's, uh, right, well, let's talk about this Tonga revolt theory. Because during the break, we were talking, you know, you asked the question, to me anyway, did, did I know anything about this Tongan revolt? 
uh, and I don't know very much there, so why don't you explain to us what's been happening in Tonga Rugby League there, bro, um, Reno? Yeah, well, I've actually walked away from the uh, computer, so I'm going to kind of wing this. Okay. Um, cool. As far as I'm aware, um, things aren't going to plan with Tonga. All I've seen so far to date is um, uh, Frank Endicott has now come in. What? To take out the coaching role. Okay. Uh, also, uh, there will be no home for the for the likes of Jason Tomololo and the Kiwis. Oh. Okay. If things really fall apart, and no hope for anyone on the international scene for Andrew Papita. But hey, that's all speculation, quoted uh, all at the moment. Nothing's been put in concrete, and um, I'm just hoping that things do grow uh, for Mati Maatonga and the league world. Uh, forget about the uh, useless rugby team and got hammered last Saturday. Yeah. But let's hope they can uh, do some saviour around the uh, Tongan league uh, at the moment. Uh, JT might know a bit more on it if it's been uh, earthed a lot more over there and um, across the ditch. So um, Christian Wolf, who got um, the sack, and, and it was yeah. quite big news, eh, um, eh uh, um, JT? It was quite big news, really. Um, what, what, do you, what, what do you know about it? I do know that he had the respect and you know the, the, the support of the players. So something's gone on behind the scenes perhaps right. at an administration level where, whereby he's got punted and they brought in cranky Frankie Endicott. So... Apart from that, mate, and the fact that I've read that they might be available for the tier one teams again, so yeah, no, fuck them. What? What? They made their on it. <laughs> so what's that got to do? I mean, what's that going to do for um, Tonga Rugby League, especially for the future um, there, Reno? Yeah, well, I hope it doesn't turn it up to turmoil because look, the last few years since the World Cup 2017, yeah, mate, they've been a pride and joy. Mm. of the game. Look at the fans that turned up. You didn't see that sea of red at the rugby game last weekend, which was disappointing, by the way. Yeah. But uh, what they've done for the game and done for the nation and the pride and everything, I hope it stays together, mate, because, look, yeah, they've got a lot going for them, mate. Yeah. I, I, look at, well, can I just say, take that to that other JT, Jason, Tom Lillow. I mean, you know, that's what happens when you jump ship. True. But, uh, but I'll read, right? I mean, the Tongan fans, they're, they're huge. They're fantastic. And, and you need that in the game, any sport. And, uh, man, they, they come out in force and, uh, you know, fantastic to see. Do you think that uh, that other JT had something to do with uh, with, with the revolt itself there, Ra? Well, who knows? I mean, uh, you know, didn't he uh, sort of really sort of jump ship and, and all that sort of carry on with all those Cup. bunch of players? But yeah. um, look, that's professional sport, and uh, you know, rugby's uh, hasn't exactly got a clean slate in that regards as well. So uh, it's just the nature of the beast, and uh, you know, money talks, and uh, sadly, uh, you hand on your heart for your country as well. So uh, it's a sign of the times, Kitty, a sign of the times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is. Reno, just quickly, uh, what else has been happening around the traps there, bro? Yeah, in regards to netball, Nolene Toda yes. is coming home. Yes. Uh, get through this weekend with her uh, girl on the Sunshine Coast, and let's hope she can do this repeat mm. and uh, win the uh, national title over there. Yep. And she wants to come back, and she'll focus on the Silver Ferns. We've got the Constellation Cup coming up. It looks like she's going to be long-term back here. She's also coming back to learn and continue the journey of her late father, Kingi Totoa. Oh. She wants to learn more about the language and uh, she wants to get involved. I want her kids to learn more about the uh, country, their home birth country, because uh, they have a bit of an Aussie twang going at the moment. Yeah. So uh, that's what's happening on the netball scene. One of the biggest motorsport events, if not the biggest here in Aotearoa, is up at Pukekohe 
A huge crowd. I was up there yesterday, 50-odd thousand, Rockland up just for the practice day. They estimate 90 to 110,000 over the whole three days. So uh, the V8s are in town. The Kiwi boys are dominating there. And, mate, this is huge. 140 bucks, I was telling you, for a ticket. Yeah, yeah. You worked that out. That's a lot of money. That's uh, a that's lot. That's about that part of it. Um, Sir Graham Henry and Richie McCall will be inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame. Huh. Okay. So, uh, rugby Hall of Fame. Of big names that have been iconic, but the game of rugby uh, will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. So, mm. some big news coming through on that. Well deserved, too, I must say. Awesome stuff. Well, we... I'm 10 Kali, 10 Valley down at Omaru, North Otago today, boys. Oh, right, true. True. I had almost forgotten all about um, the uh, Heartland Rugby because. Um, uh, how have the boys been going um, of late uh, there, JT? Um, Reno? Yeah, yeah, had a loss uh, to Poverty Bay, your team, uh, and then last week uh, hammered the Coasties and they had a win against Whanganui. So it will be tough down there in the south up against uh, North Otago. They'll, they've done it there before. They beat them to get to the final down there and, yeah, see what happened. Yeah, of course, that's right. Um, they had a win over, um, yeah, the Coast, uh, your team. The, the East Coast, your, your team, JT, just not quite firing uh, yet, eh, bro? Well, you can say yet, but what, 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 what round are we in? Round three, round four? I'm, I'm there playing a super mighty boat today, so yeah. hopefully the boys, you know, show some continued improvement. And uh, the likes of old crayfish man, Zach Guilford, can uh, inspire the boys to get a win. It's Hatia Rangi Domain in Tokamari Bay. There you go. Poverty Bay have got... That nickname for Zach might, might catch on, Crayfish Me. You know, that, that, that's a good title to call him. Keith, in, in aviation sports, um, aircraft fans will be disappointed with uh, the Red Bull Air Race. I think it's been in its 13th season, has now been cancelled, and it's all down to sponsorship and, oh, and money. Um, right. So it's quite an expensive sport to participate yes. in. They, they compete in about 13, 14 countries all around the world. Yeah. But sadly, um, the audience numbers aren't uh, dwindling. Yeah. And I know what it is. They need to get some jets uh, involved in in that aviation sport, not those little crappy kind of monoplanes that they use. It looks like something that you use in a radio RC control cassette sort of toy thing. So, yeah, sad for uh, aviation fans. Okay. Well, we move on to what is classed as my favourite part of the show, the part where we get to get get rid of our angst that has been built up over the week, a part that we call... Put the boot in! My put the boot in is going out to the person that said that we should have a, um, I don't know, a um, tewiki or te reo Māori, a, a, a one week of te reo Māori. I think that's just silly. It should be way longer than a week. It shouldn't even be... It should be almost every single day. Anyway, so there we go. That's my... Put the boot in! Yeah, my boots going into uh, the success of past governments. Um, you know, what's what's taken so long to pass uh, to make New Zealand history compulsory in, in our schools and our education system? You'd think that would have been there from day dot. I mean, you know, what have the kids been learning about how the country, uh, you know, has lived the, the last few centuries? So that's good to see my boots going into those past uh, governments that uh, didn't really sort of, uh, you know, push it like how they have now. Put the boot in! Yeah, my put the boot in goes into uh, the traffic once again, mate. I was in Hamilton, I was in Auckland, especially going to uh, events. That traffic's just diabolical. That city I touched on it last week, 1.45 million, two bloody stupid lanes. Mate, they need to sort that out. So whoever runs that kind of situation when it comes to traffic flow and the road conditions, I'll put the boot into them because they're not doing their job in my, my books. Put the boot in! 
Yeah, my put the burden goes to a couple of Air New Zealand pilots, or perhaps it was the same pilot when we flew domestic from Auckland to Gisborne and the return leg about a week later. Both times, apparently, we flew over Manukau Harbour. <laughs> that disgusts me no end. It was Tewiki, you know, Tewiki or Tewiki or Māori, back home. And here's these two knuckleheads calling it Manukau Harbour. When the lovely little Scottish air hostess, we hopped off the plane and she said, Ma te wa. That's my put the burden, boys. Put the burden! <laughs> Manukau Harbour, yes. Yes. It's about as good as a wake out, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, um, I I tell you what, yeah, the traffic, man, that traffic in Auckland is just ridiculous, isn't it, Reno? Just, just, just ridiculous. You Um, you know, look, I was down there in South Island in uh, May, down there holiday, and traffic flow down there, even though, yes, I know they don't have the population like we do up here, but... They do have a million people down there. Um, yeah. It was smooth there. Yeah. No issues. You get up to that. It, look, we, a lot of people are, hate going to Auckland because of the I do. Traffic. I hate it. I do. I hate they it. They hate it. They hate it. And they find they've got to go to Auckland. They try and think of the best BS they cannot go. Yep. Or oh, I'm sick. Or oh, someone's not well. you got to do it because you don't want to get in that stink traffic. Yeah. That, that traffic sucks. Honestly. Yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think it's the way I don't know I, I don't know what the hell it is, um, whether it's the lanes, whether they've got to make more lanes, I don't know. I mean, what it is, Kizzy, is there's too many people. That's what it is. Too many people mean too many yes. cars on the road, which yeah. leads to all those traffic congestion issues. So I yeah, agree. I agree. Um, so you'll put the boot in there, um, right? That is so on point. I reckon. You know, um, finally, after all this time, finally we get a blimmin you know, New Zealand history. Because I remember taking history in high school. I learnt about Coolidge, which was one of the um, blimmin' presidents over in the United States. I learnt about um, Queen Victoria and all that stuff. That was our subjects back in those days in, in um, history. So it was just absolute rubbish, eh, bro? What I like about it, it's a stepping stone because, you know, hopefully our, our reel will be next in terms of being made compulsory because apparently they did a survey, uh, that, you know, in, during uh, Te Te Reo Māori and apparently some, and it's bad, it's quite a bad number, 81% of New Zealanders aren't interested in, in learning the reel. Um, but now that, you know, our history will be taught, there'll be more of an affinity with the, with the native, the local culture um, and cultures. So hopefully that'll be a stepping stone to, you know, push for the language because uh, it's a no-brainer. We don't want to wait another hundred years before you know every new Kiwi speaking speaking the language of this country. It's it's ridiculous. It'd be like our history. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, uh, that pretty much is us here on full time. Thanks uh, once again, Ra. We'll be be great to, uh, as, as always. Wonderful to catch up with you on a Saturday morning, bro. Oh, thanks, Captain Keithy, and uh, to the boys, always entertaining and informative and a bit of a laugh. And, of course, uh, most of the country, we're counting down, what, six days away from the World Cup and uh, kick-off on Friday night, I believe. So yep. uh, go Japan, the ABs. Japan and uh, Russia. Uh, that's the and, first the, and the Russian beers, yeah. I've never, mm. never seen that team, so that should be interesting. Uh, Reno, always a pleasure to catch up with you, bro. You enjoy the rest of the weekend, even though I know for you it's going to be a busy one, eh? Yeah, down here at the moment, mate, making my way to it. It's a big day. It's the uh, Pidal Vintage Classic Car Show. We had the silent movie last night. We've got the Coromandel Cruise. We've got all nostalgia. Look, we've got the original Rob Muldoon car that used to travel him around when he was the uh, Prime Minister of the country all those years gone by. So, yeah, big day, mate. Another big day tomorrow in the town. But 
be safe out there, whānau, and uh, enjoy. JT, awesome to catch up with you, bro. Uh, you enjoy the rest of the weekend too, eh? Oh, I'm going to go to the team of Tafari Matia. Go to the storm.